The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show with Ron Russell and Deirdre Serego bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And we are live in the studio with Chadster. This yeah. is true. Welcome back, What's fellas. Up? Welcome back. <laughs> Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co star, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do again? It's me. Hey, everybody. We're in sunny Florida. We left that dreadful snow up in New York City, and we're just loving every bit of it. Ron was and in the pool the other day. We're visiting with Chad, and I have a very dear friend with me that we will introduce in a little bit. And it's a great show. So get yourself some, like, you know, potato chips and Kool Aid and what? sit back. What? Don't, don't All drink that the junky stuff. Then we got the <laughs> Okay. Going forward, we got that man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What up, what up? Good to see you guys again. Absolutely. Great to see you, Chad. You're looking good, baby. Are you lifting weights more? You no, I'm lifting huge. more food. Oh, but you look you look gigantic. You're like Popeye now. Right on. What's up, chat we'll room? Everybody in the chat room, uh, we want to welcome you to the show. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to everybody in there, but especially our little baby. Shane Layton. Yeah, we love her. We had dinner with Shane and Frankie last night. And, of course, Shane Layton is the authoress of that fabulous book of light and darkness that everybody's got to buy because I've I've read a lot of Anne Rice, and she's much better than Anne Rice. Absolutely. So do yourself a favor. Pick it up, read it, and enjoy. And probably her husband, Frank, is probably like listening, so let's give a shout-out to the super stud, Frank. Frank Gang. Who, who, who plays a vampire. And uh, everything is awesome with it. We want to give a, a shout-out to Ginger Irish. Thank her for all the help with the Shorty Awards. Mm-hmm. We have a new uh, person in the chat room I just met on Twitter today, the voice critic who's sending us uh, music. And I don't think he can hear me because he says it's not streaming for him. I'm not sure why. Refresh it. And uh, hang on. I'll put him to refresh the page. And we want to also give a shout-out to Alexander Aiden and – Everybody else in the chat room, we're going to have a really fun show today because we're in the studio and we're having a blast. And what are you going to tell them, Ron? You got any good stories you want to tell them before we introduce your guest? Oh, i got a ton of stories. You know, driving down from uh, Philadelphia was a joke because I don't eat garbage. Jimmy only eats French fries, hamburgers, and whatever. They, they scrape off the floor in these dumpy <laughs> diners. And we stopped into a Waffle House in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And the lady that was serving us hadn't any teeth. Maybe four were missing in the front with black roots and blonde hair, which is okay, you know. To, Does that to turn each you his, on? Does that turn well, you on? actually not. To okay. each his own. And it was freezing. And I said to her, darling, could you kindly lower the air conditioning? She said, we don't have any air conditioning. 
I said, oh, could you put on the heat? She said, we don't have any heat. I said to Jimmy, where the hell are we? It was 40 degrees. <laughs> it was 40 degrees outside, and it was cooler outside than it was inside. The place so was freezing. here I am huh. having my pancakes in this big, big ski jacket. So I said to her, what is it like here in August? She said, hail. <laughs> so that was our drive down. So when, I, when you drive down from New York, bring a picnic basket. That's right. And we had to get down here because we needed to be in the recording studio on mm-hmm. Monday at Power Station Studios because Shane Layton was recording a new anti-bullying song with super, superstar singer Wendy Moten, who's like sold millions of records, and Chris Thomas and Karina Iglesias from The Voice. And, uh, and they're doing a new song, and it'll be coming out pretty soon, and we'll probably have everybody on, but it's really, really cool. And I was there also, and I got to know all the people in the recording studio, and in a little bit of time, I'm going to record five songs. There you go. So there I'm going to be recording songs like Johnny Mantis. Chances are, because I wear a silly grin. And, and Chad, is there any, like, uh, somebody in the chat room is having a problem that says it's it's not coming up? What, what would you give, like, No, when I heard that, I went over to my computer and checked it. We're good to go, Jimstar. Okay, so I'm not sure what it is. Uh, what's, what's the problem? He what? says it's just bouncing left and right like it's not streaming anything. Hmm, I'd anything. say close everything but the station. And uh, if you have anybody else around in the uh, the same apartment using your, uh, your uh, what do you call it, your Internet service, maybe tell them to hold it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I told him that then. So, go. so we're gonna have a great show today, you guys. We have Dave Vessio. He's an actor who plays the villain in tons of movies and work with lots of great celebrities coming on. And we also have Sir Major, who's gonna be in the new Hunger Games, I think. And he's also gonna be uh, in uh, Need for Speed that comes out in two weeks. And uh, he was also in Coven. Uh, American Horror Story. We also want to give a shout out to our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego, who just showed up in the chat room. What's up? And uh, <laughs> hey, Deirdre, how you doing, Deirdre? And Today we have a very special guest in the studio with us, and she's going to like kind of like be a guest co-host today, and then we're going to talk about her after our first guest of all the great accomplishments and cool stuff that she does. But she is our Broadway bombshell and a very good friend of Ron's, and she's a Tony winner from Memphis, and her name is Fran no, Bazaar. Her, 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 her musical was when Memphis that she won, won the, the Tony, Tony for. for. She's not from Memphis. <laughs> she's from New Jersey. <laughs> Tell him, Franny. And, uh, and this is Fran Bazaar. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Yay! Welcome, Freddie. Thank you. It's nice to be here. There gonna you be, go. Going to be fun. Absolutely. And you look fabulous. Everybody hit the ITV button and you can see we're all waving at you now and Fran's going to shoot you a bird. Whoa. No, I guess no, not. I don't, <laughs> no, Fran. That's not, my, that's not my style. That's not Franny. Don't forget, Franny's a Pennsylvania girl. You know, she was a virgin until she got married. Oh. Well, somebody looking did. all dead and got it. Dead quiet. Dead quiet <laughs> silence. <laughs> somebody, did, somebody did a... Yeah, <laughs> now that was him over there, so that's okay. I, I, I'm just filling in here. So um, so we're going to be talking with her she, uh, about all the cool things that she does in, in, both in Broadway and here in, West, in South Florida and, um, and talk about winning the Tony and all kinds of stuff. And then – And the new Broadway show that she's working on. There you go. Loving it all. And so it will be like the Fran Bazaar time after we have our first des- guest day. Mm-hmm. But right now we're just going to talk bull stuff for So this minutes. way we bring you all kinds of music. We bring you Hollywood. And now we're bringing you Broadway via Fran Bazaar. There you go. Oh, I didn't spell Deirdre's name right. Okay. Anyway, she's saying hi to everybody. So, And the person who can't get it to stream, I'm not sure what's going on. So I don't know what to tell you. Maybe um, if you have a smartphone, download the Live 365 app and uh, punch it up through that way. Try okay. that one. 
What is the man saying? And then search for W4CY radio. That should that should work. Meanwhile, I want everybody that can see us to look at the blue plastic cups that we have. Oh, my. The studio really is classy. I think they're going to charge <laughs> us 10 bucks a plastic cup. And the water, I think, is like alligators have swam in it. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> Welcome that's, back home. Well, that, that's Dean. You know, the, the owner of the network, the station. <laughs> Dean is not exactly the spender of, the, of time. In other words, you know the old saying, deep pockets, short arms? That's Dean. I think and Dean, he's in L.A. working on the I think studio he's calling in L.A. Right now. Is yeah, Dean calling in? No, he's going to be calling in. He's going to like yell at us in a minute. <laughs> well, at, at least he could have given me a cup with my name on it. But crying out loud, how cheap can you get? We didn't have enough time. <clears throat> okay, but Dean is out in our L.A. station. What's our, what is our call letter out there? It's K4HD.com. That's the L.A. The LA station. So for you out people out there listening to us in L.A., go on that if you can get a better reception. Can they? <laughs> Ron no, thinks we still work with antennas. <laughs> It's all wired now, Ron, or wireless. Well, I guess it's always been wireless, but it's a different type of wireless. We dropped the analog. Listen, we got a new car, and I'm still looking for the keys. And I found out it's a push-button car. Really? I said to Jimmy, what do I Fingerprint? Wait, I said to Jimmy. Uh, No, not fingerprint, just a push-start. That's it? So anyone can get in your car and push-start it? No, because the car will only – there's a key, but the key doesn't go in the car. The key – like you keep it in your pocket. It's a a little box. It's like a little scanner. Yeah, it's not a real key key. Yeah, and then you go and you push the button to start, but if like – like I leave the car running all the time, but if somebody tried to steal it, it it, it dies once you're 25 feet away. Right. Oh wow! Okay. So like cool. nobody can actually steal it because it won't go anywhere. Nice. And I said to Jimmy, "Where do I put the key?" And I said, "But where's the key? I only have a box. How do you get the key out of the box?" Because I drive a TT Roadster, and I press the little key thing, and my key shoots out. Right. So he said, "You press the button." I thought, okay, but you have to put your foot on the brake and then press the button. Yeah, an hour later. And you figured it out? All right. Well, I figured it out. And also, the television goes on when you back up. So I left the car in reverse, and I was singing and dancing in the back of the car, and people were driving by thinking I was a little strange. But I figured, hey, I'm on television, you know, has to have fun. Right on. We also want to give a shout-out to anybody, <laughs> since Fran is new to the show, anybody who might be, like, friends of hers that are listening, we're just going to say hi. Yes. And you say hi. I'll say hi to my, all my friends out there. There you go. And if you have any shout-outs, you want to hit some names out, do it. No, no, she doesn't want to do for, that. I'm she's good, good for, for now, that. Thanks. She's good for just saying okay. people in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not going to tell us about her new boyfriend. No, she doesn't want to talk about that one. <laughs> it's fabulous. Fabulous and cool and wonderful. So everybody it's tuning just a in right now. We want a boy. Everybody who's out there right now listening, we want to like thank you because we're going to have a lot of fun with this whole thing and we're just having fun in general. The weather is so nice here, you guys. It was like minus it was like five degrees when we left. And here, I don't know what the weather is here, but like he was in the swimming pool. Mid-70s, so something like that? Yeah, it's yeah, not but cold. Yeah, listen to this. 80s. We leave, it's five below zero, 10 feet of snow. Mm-hmm. We get here, guess what the weather is in Philadelphia? 62. Oh, warmed up. I don't know if that's right, though. It is I... right. My phone said it. <laughs> New Hope, where do we live? New Hope. Uh, the, it's 62 degrees. It was brief. You believe that? It's only brief. Don't so worry. So as soon as we come down here, then the weather's nice up there, and then we'll go back on Monday, and Freeze then the again. weather will be terrible. Hurricanes, blizzards, birds dying in the sky, hitting us, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it won't be any fun at all. Sounds apocalyptic. It Absolutely. Is. It is totally. I'm sitting on my Also, we want to thank everybody, too. Everybody with the Shorty Awards, thank you so much. Uh, we, we did really well. We want to thank everybody for voting because there was many more people uh, in the categories this year. For all of you all who don't know, the Shorty Awards or the Academy Awards for web-based uh, material. We came in 14th in the world. And um, although we didn't do as well as we did last year, there was many, many, many more people uh, in, involved in the voting. And, and you could vote for a lot more people. We did get... Best Radio Personalities, number one, two, and three. 
So I was the, number one. The Jimmy's three hosts great. of the Jimmy Star Show got best radio personality in the world for any kind of like a web or television or radio show. So we want to thank everybody who voted for us, and it's awesome. And all the musicians out there uh, uh, who, who are on the Spectrum Music Group, Spectrum Music Group got voted best record label in the world. So it was really, really awesome. So we're we really, really, thank really doing it. We're doing it. And, of course, we have award-winner friend here who's going to tell you all about our goodies. So this, this show today is just full of awards. And also, Shane Layton, she got voted uh, number 31 for best author in the world, which well, is pretty good considering she's 23. She should have been number one, but considering there was Wrong. like thousands and thousands of people to come in 31st is really good. And, the, and, and considering there was like 50,000 singers, she was number 113. Yeah, but I bet all the books that beat her were porn books. People no, buy that crap. <laughs> Decent writing doesn't get anywhere. I'm and her sure writing is fabulous. There you go. That's absolutely. And everybody should get it. Of Light and Darkness. You can go to Of Light. Oh, actually, I don't know where you go. Follow OLAD series on uh, on uh, Twitter, and you can follow Shane Layton on Twitter, and that way you can find out all her different uh, ways ha- to I'm find out about the book. I'm having trouble with my microphone. It keeps going down. Does anybody have any Viagra? <laughs> I, could, I could rub it on the microphone. Maybe it'll stay up. This microphone is Go ahead and collapse. say something. <laughs> you want back you can say up. anything. Pig or <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about my franny. She's the best friggin' baker in the world. And when I met her, she threw these cakes at us, and I fell in love with her then. Now she does franny's peanut butter, oh, my God, squares. fudge squares. Oh, which were very good, by the way, when oh. we ate those the last time. I, I told them. her to put, put them out in the world, sell them. She doesn't do it. She has them in beautiful boxes with her drawing of her face on it. It's franny's, franny's what? Peanut butter squares. Franny, and she gives them to her friends as gifts. Is Cindy Lee Samuel your cousin? No, Cindy, Cin, Cin, no, Cin, no. No? Nero. What, 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 who was on there? Cindy Lee Samuel. Hello, Cindy Lee Samuel. I just thought maybe because your cousin's name is Cindy. I don't know what her last yeah, name no, is. Yeah, no, she's Cindy Nero. Okay. Hey, Cindy Lee Samuel, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my cousin listens to the show every week, and then she critiques it afterwards. She's a sweetie pie. And you guys can go to Amazon.com slash Of Light and Darkness for uh, Shane's novels. Uh, two of them are out. The third one will be coming out soon, and it's going to be awesome. Right. Right. Well, I'm not going to – how can I embellish that? I mean, I read her books. I, I, you know, I don't blow smoke up anybody's kazoo. Um, oh, he said kazoo, Chad. Well, I'm being proper. <laughs> yeah, Fran, no. Fran's here. What's, I, What's I don't wrong? Wanna, no, you need to be proper anyway because we can't use any bad words. Right. But, you know, reading her book is like being there – she writes like they used to write. She's descriptive. She's colorful. Her ro- a vampire. How could you make a vampire be romantic? And how can you fall in love with the vampires? I mean, it's impossible to write that kind of stuff without sounding stupid. Uh, her- and it blows Twilight away. Oh, yeah, please. And she blows Anne Rice away. I mean, she's a brilliant writer. She's got seven books coming out. She's on number three right now. She's a bestseller, number one. I mean, I love her work. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. Actually, first, one more shout-out. I want to uh, t- tell everybody to tune into the Irish Ginger Show Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY. They have great guests, great musical guests, and uh, it's a super great show. So please support our other shows on the on our station. And now we're going to call Dave Vessio. I just want to say one thing. I want to thank everybody for voting for Jimmy Starr as number one radio talk show host. I really didn't want to win because living with him would have been misery. <laughs> <laughs> so thank all of you for voting for There it. you go. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, Dave, on line for you. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I know for that it would be cruel. What are you doing? I want to know who I'm talking to. Dave Hello, Vecchio. Dave Vecchio. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. 
Ah, thank you, thank you. And you are live right now, and before we get started, I'm going to introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, welcome to our show. Uh, thank you, Ron. Totally appreciate it. Good. And- I, ho- I hope I don't upset you too much with my questions. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I doubt it. You know, I've I have heard a- it all. Oh, you've heard? I have a reputation about, you know, getting our stars to come clean. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> we also, we also, uh, Dave. We have a guest co-host today, and she's a Tony winner for a, a, a musical she produced, Memphis on Broadway. And she's our guest co-host today, and a very good friend of the Jimmy Star Show. And her name is Fran Bazaar. Hi, it's wow. nice to meet you. Congrats. I'm a big fan. Oh, I'm a you big too. Fan. You too. Congrats on the Tony. Thank you. And then we have uh, our man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Dave, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. And then I have a lady in the chat room named Cindy Lee Samuel. Like she's like your biggest fan, I think. And so, like she says, "Hey, too." <laughs> hey, Cindy Lee. We have a chat room full of people, so say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone. There you go. And uh, we want to welcome you to the Jimmy Star Show. I'm Jimmy Star, and tell us where we're, where are we talking to you from? What where are you located? Uh, Los Angeles, West Hollywood, California. There you go. We're in West LA. I'm from there. Originally. Where uh, where at? <laughs> where at? Oh, where at? Spalding yeah, Dr- in Los Angeles. Spalding Drive, Beverly Hills. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, was, it was nice. But I used to hang out in all the gay I'm not bars. That nice. No, I, I hung out in all the gay bars in West Hollywood, so I know it well. And my good friend Betty Davis lived on Havenhurst, so I used to be there a lot. And Shelley Winters, of course. I understand that the Silver Spoon Diner is gone, and I'm devastated. It's gone. Do you know Sally Kirkland? Very well. Uh, Sally and I... Oh, wow. She's, she's a dear friend of mine. I know exactly oh, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, so. you know, Shelley Winters was a buddy of mine. After Shelley passed, we had a memorial yep. in the Silver Spoon. And I said, Shelley and I love the tuna fish sandwich on white toast with a chocolate malted. And I think we oh, should... Na- I think I said, I think we should name it a Shelley Winters. And they were going to do so. Sally was there. A whole bunch of stars were there. Everybody was there paying tribute to Shelley, who we still miss to date. She was a fabulous, funny lady. I loved her sex talks about the best guys in Hollywood. Sean, Cass- uh, Sean, Con- Sean Connery was the best ball she ever had. And, and, um, yeah, and Burt Lancaster almost knocked her through the wall. He was banging her so hard. I mean, she was just phenomenal. Oh, my God. Oh, she, loved, she loved her men. I mean, she was wonderful. Sweet dear friend, sweet dear. Sally was very close with Shelley. Yeah, yeah. Sally yeah. and I went there. I think in October, and yeah, like you said, Silver Spoon. Yeah, I think I think I want to have Sally on the show. She's wonderful, great actress. Oh, you do it. She's a you great teacher. She's that. teaching in Hollywood now. She's fabulous. She's an she's an Oscar winner also. Sally Kirkland won an Golden Oscar. Globe too. Golden Globe, right? But the Oscar she won first movie she ever did. She won an Oscar. That's how good. Good. She played wow. an abused wow. a Hungarian woman or something. I don't remember, but good. Anyway, yeah. So we all have the same friends. Yeah, yeah. See now, that's, so that's cool. like our that's, that's like so our cool. Will Smith six degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show. And I want to first of all, I want to say, you know, we're uh, our W4CY. We're broadcasting out of Florida, but Ron and I actually live in Pennsylvania and we normally broadcast from Pennsylvania but we're down here kind of vacationing and having some fun and uh, you're from wow. Pennsylvania so you guys are spoiled yeah we're spoiled where are know. you from in PA uh, Pennsylvania Somerset that's near Johnstown outside of Pittsburgh okay we're, we're New Hope what say that again we're in New Hope, it's we're, like in New Bucks Hope. Ca- we're in Bucks County closer to Philly actually in between Philly okay. and New York 
And uh, okay. and we just did a movie though in uh, Pittsburgh. What's that town? Cannonsburg. Yeah, in Cannonsburg, which is right outside Pittsburgh, wherever Perry Como's from. We just did a yeah, movie. I, it's coming out on Netflix in April. <laughs> okay, congrats, congrats. Yeah, my my dad's family's from Swickley, which is Pittsburgh, but my mom's family's from Somerset. So okay, so you're a PA boy. Uh, not really. I was only born there, and then when my dad, my dad did three tours in Vietnam, and one of the tours he was gone for the whole year, so my mom took me and my little brother to live uh, in Somerset just for one year, and then when he came back, we left. So when so, did you move? But, when did you move but, to but, LA? But my whole family still lives there, though. So when huh? did you move to LA? Oh, shoot, I've lived here three different times. My brother was born here in 72, mm -hmm. uh, and then I moved here uh, when I was on the run from uh, FBI, ATF, and all that crazy stuff before I went to prison <laughs> for a year and a half. So I was on the run, so I, I was here for a little bit in Hollywood, and then I came back here as an actor seven years ago. Oh, well, I moved to California uh, ten years before I was conceived in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, Lo. Have you actually only been acting for seven years? <clears throat> no, no, I've been acting for twelve years. So I was in New York for four years. So, so I guess that's eleven years. I got to tell you, your work's pretty good. You know, you're not you're not a crappy actor. You're good. Oh, thank you. No, it's thank true. You you do good work. I like your work. It's so funny because when I like when I met you on Twitter and I saw the cool Twitter picture you had with Chloe Grace Moretz, who I think is freaking phenomenal, and uh, and I'm a big fan of like all the kick-ass movies and stuff. I just think she's phenomenal. And I was like, oh, you know, that's like really cool. And I was like, uh, then I, when I looked you up on IMDb and saw all the stuff, and then your bio came with all the new movies with all the great people that you're working with. I was like, damn, you know, for 12 years you've actually accomplished a lot. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm ex-infantry, and, you know, we're taught, you know, achieve your mission. Failure's not an option, so, so when I became an actor, I just put my, you know, my nose to the ground and just kept on running straight. So. When, when you were in the military, did they make you see Full Metal Jacket? Uh, you know, I've, I've seen Full Metal Jacket, uh, the, the movie that mostly represents my unit, uh, because Oliver Stone was in my unit in the Vietnam era. Uh, is the movie Platoon. Okay. So, I always bring yeah. that up. I, that's the picture that he has on his Twitter. That's a great picture. I, love I always bring that up uh, just because, like, uh, we had Matthew Modine on the show, and I'm actually releasing a Full Metal Jacket Diary. It's, like, all about the making of the movie on an audiobook next month. Wow, that's so, awesome. No, it's going to be a, a that, big, that's big... probably a crazy story right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, Stanley Kubrick actually told him to take notes the whole time yep. along. He turned it into an app last year, and it was a, a really highly regarded app. So after we had him on the show... We talked about turning it into an actual audio book for people who aren't, you know, not everybody does the whole computer thing. And if you're very yeah. nosy out there like I am, you're going to get all the dirt that went on behind the camera. He tells how, <laughs> and, oh no, he does. He tells the making of it, the mistakes, the fighting, the joys. The it's a, it's a fabulous, fabulous event. Do not miss wow. it. No, it's really cool. So we're gonna. I want to like, and, and 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 it's true. I mean, you know, boot camp's just like that. You know, you, you know, mm -hmm. it's a team effort, and if someone. Mm -hmm. You know, wants to be mm -hmm. different from the rest of us. It's our job to mm -hmm. put them into shape. You know, because we're supposed to be a team. Mm -hmm. And then once in a while, you know, someone will try to kill themselves. I have. Uh, I remember in my boot camp, one guy swallowed a whole bottle of aspirin because he just wanted to die because he couldn't take it anymore. Terrible. You won't die, but you'll wreck your liver. So don't any, ever, anybody out there ever think you're going to scare somebody by taking aspirin? It destroys your liver, and you can die from an overdose of aspirin. 
We have, wow. to, we have to tell our people. Listen, I never ask personal questions because I know what offends oh, yeah, the right. guests. <laughs> but, um, are you, yeah, right. But are, 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 I, I used to be a photojournalist for CBS News. That's all we do is ask personal questions. Well, I don't, I don't like to ask personal questions. Are you gay or straight? <laughs> I'm straight. Okay. Are you married? Uh, no. Oh, you're not married. Uh, you no. want to give out your age? Say again? You want to give your age? Oh, yeah. I'm 43. Okay, listen. On the I'm second on the second year. half of the show, there's a Deirdre Sarego coming on, a gorgeous redhead. She's our vixen. She's an actress. Maybe you want to give her a phone call and marry her, <laughs> and, knock, and knock her up as fast as you can, so I can be a grandfather. <laughs> she is gorgeous. It's, your daughter. <laughs> it's my daughter, and watch her on the second half of the show. She's a gorgeous blue-eyed redhead. Bombshell. Five, five foot ten, skinny, gorgeous thing, and sweet, and she can cook. Nice size. She makes del- oh, she makes del- she makes delicious chicken. And cacciatore. she can act. So like, mm-hmm. and, she, and wow, she's like uh, no, I taught her to cook. Theater actors. That's right. She's got the whole thing together. <laughs> and she's That's as right. sweet as pie. Just you know, just duck when she throws a punch. <laughs> You'll learn fast how to duck a punch. That's even more fun. <laughs> right. No, she's a pepper. She's a, a good girl. I raised my daughters very, very good girls. They have good morals. No drugs, no booze, no men. Like uh, nuns. Now she's ready for men. <laughs> no, I, no, I do this whole, ru- I do this whole routine. I do this whole routine. I do this at like our house when people are over. I said my daughters are like nuns. And the both of them look at each other, smile, and roll their eyes. <laughs> 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 like, is daddy stupid or what? <laughs> so I want to like go, I want to like talk a little bit about, because like you have a, a couple of things. First of all, you have a lot of things that are up and coming, but I just want to talk a little bit about Hick. Um, because okay. like I was so impressed with the cast, so you, you're in this movie uh, with Alec Baldwin, Blake Lively, which I'm pretty good friends with her brother Jason, um, and he was in like the National Lampoon European Vacation movie. Um, Juliette Lewis and Chloe Grace Moretz, who I think is probably going to be like the biggest it girl of like the, that 18 year old generation oh, that's out it. there right now. You know, she's making totally such a big splash, and so you're in there with some of the people that are like some of the biggest people it people, now, especially because I think it was 2012, right? Like, like Blake Lively, she was on the cover of every freaking magazine in the world she's going to be a yep. superstar and, uh, that girl i love her and so tell us a little bit about like how was that working with like all these like you know huge ass people <laughs> uh you, you know my scenes only dealt with chloe moretz and eddie redmayne but blake lively was on set when i had to do my stunt work and i just missed alec baldwin like the day i flew out of north carolina alec was being flied in so oh lucky you you missed him i hear he's a real creep <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's a, he's an That's sob. Too, so. he, he's an sob. Uh, they don't say that about you. <laughs> he would have snu- he would have snubbed you and looked down at you and, and said, "Why is he here? <laughs> Get him off the set. I don't want him on. The- he can act. Get him out of the picture. Yeah. Nobody's allowed in the picture that can act. So tell us how was Chloe? Because now this is. I mean, she was big then, and now she's like even significantly, you know, bigger. And like how yeah, was it, how was it working with her? Because like that the the picture that you have up there is so it's like the coolest picture ever. You know, like of you behind her aisle. It's like it gives me the goosebumps. Yeah, in the bathroom before I do my thing with her. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, it, it, I'll be honest with you. I've been on a lot of projects over the years. You know, I've, it, it's my favorite project of all time. It's like everyone came to North Carolina 
to right. deliver their A game, you know, from the actors to the crew members, even the novelist, the screenwriter, uh, Andrea Portis, was on set every single day. Fabulous. Uh, that's like, that's Yeah, wonderful. it's like everybody was there to create a piece of art, you know, wonderful. to turn this crit- critically acclaimed novel into a movie. And it's like spread across the world. It's like the Generation Y and the Millennium Generation kids, they just love this movie. So I'm very grateful. Very well, I'm grateful. glad that you guys did it in North Carolina because they need the money. My daughter Deirdre, incidentally, is moving to North Carolina. No, March. She's not. I mean, not North Carolina. She's going to where? New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, it begins with an N. <laughs> as long as it begins with an N, I'm not so wrong. New Orleans and New and because New Orleans, you know, New Orleans and North Carolina seven, are the best tax benefits for like movies. And seven so. major motion pictures are being made in New Orleans this year. Seven biggies, blockbuster movies. Yeah, I, I would love to shoot down there. I haven't done that yet. Well, go to New Orleans, and my daughter is moving there, so she can get in the film. She's got six under her belt, but she needs more for her reel. <laughs> <laughs> And you're a good-looking guy, even though you do play some really creepy mofos, let me tell you. <laughs> like, you totally, like, creep me out, because now this week I was, like, on a Dave Vessio. How do you, how, is that how you pronounce your last name? I, you know, it's close enough, but it's actually Vessio. Vessio. Yeah, the is like a sheet sound. Okay, so, so Dave Vessio. So, like, I, I was, like, having my mojo of, like, all, all the different things that you're doing. I love all the dumb sci-fi movies and stuff like that because I'm a horror movie fanatic right. horror and uh they keep saying whore i'm also uh, i'm also a celebrity horror. clothing designer so i've dressed like a lot of the horror people and i see that you have a movie coming bereave with malcolm mcdowell who's a good friend of mine and we've like i've dressed him many many times he's a really cool guy hey dave are yeah, you? I, just, I, I just did that last month with malcolm mcdowell and jane seymour and who else is in it uh keith carradine and vanessa shaw and uh, that was fun uh, you know I, I just have a small role in the movie but uh i always do my own stunts so let's say I just I got my ass kicked on set last month. So. Okay, that's all right. Dave yeah. Vecchio, you're uh, t- you're Italian, right? Uh, half Italian, and then my mom's German. Okay. Now I have to apologize to all of our viewers. We do not deliberately do this, but we've had Italians on every single week for the last five months. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it. Well, I'm Italian. Is I'm Italian. Mafia show? No, no. I wish it was. We'd have some money around here if it was. <laughs> Instead of drinking out of two-cent paper cups. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm Italian, and they might think that I'm bringing Italians on only because I'm prejudiced, which I am. But um, it's not intentional. So there, all of you so out let's there. So well, let's turn it, okay, because I only, well, there's just one more, because I want to talk about uh, the trials of Kate McCall just because I love Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest with that. They cut me out. It's going to Lifetime now. It's supposed to go to movie theaters. It's going to Lifetime TV, but I curse in my scenes with Kate Beckinsale and Nick Nolte. And Lifetime doesn't allow cursing, so they had to cut my stuff out. Uh, it doesn't so, matter. You got I'm to meet Kate Beckinsale, though, oh, right? But they, but they say there may be a director's cut right. on DVD a year from now. So right. Okay. I mean, what are they going to do with that movie where there is 574 Fs, F-words? What uh, the Wolf of that? Wall Street. The Wolf It'll of never Wall go on Street. TV. It'll never 500, go on TV. <laughs> could you imagine cursing the word F-word 547 times, I believe, in a film? I would love it. You would, I, don't you think it's a little excess? Maybe Did four, you see the Wolf of Wall yeah, Street? It, it definitely is. Like 400 is good, but five, yeah. 545 That's is a too lot. much. <laughs> Did you see all the Academy <clears throat> Award movies? I, I saw most of them. My favorites were uh, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, oh, I definitely love Dallas That Myers didn't do well, I, 12 Years a Slave? I thought Matthew and Jared should win the Oscar for sure. We're um, going to find out. And then I watched a couple others. 
Did you see Wilhelmina? That was my Philomena. 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 That was my favorite. I, I wish Judy Dench could win. She'll never win. Did you see any of the Academy Award movies? Friend, no. see a friend. No. You've got to go see Philomena. It's a yeah, beautiful movie. It's a good it's one. A movie You'll like it. People our age as well as young. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful love story about her a mother and son. So, a woman looking for herself. So who's the dream person? Like if you had like – like everybody's got somebody they would like to be in a movie with. Like my, my goals aren't that high because Lance Henriksen's my favorite actor. Like so like if I could like be in a oh, movie. He's what? a friend of mine. I, if did I, was, a, I did a movie with him, Alien Racing. That was fun. He's Jimmy, a great actor. Don't ask Dave great that question. Who does he want to be in a no, movie no, with? A he's well, only going to say Ron Russell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lance Henriksen's also like a friend of mine and like – but I, I just like him so much. Like he would be my favorite one to be in. But like if you could be – we'll ask Ron who he wants to be in a movie with two in a minute but like if you could have, be in a movie with anybody guy or girl or you can say guy and girl uh who who would you pick uh it'd be daniel day lewis oh okay down, daniel day lewis he's a method actor he's the most method actor there is on the planet uh so i would love to just watch his process and then be opposite of him so. all right now you ask ron who he wants to be in a movie with it's easy. Okay, Ron, who would, who would you like to be in the movie? Well, when I was 19 years old, I did a movie with Tab Hunter and Sophia Loren. I would love, oh. love, love to do another movie with Sophia Loren because I've oh. never seen any woman in my life as magnificently beautiful as Sophia, as sweet, as kind, as good, and a good wow. actress, a good damn actress. So I would like to maybe one day... Uh, Get Sophia in a movie and, and do it with. I'd love to work with Sophia Loren. She's still gorgeous, you know, at 77 years old. She's breathtaking. Okay. Wow. And so, Franny, who are you? So, Fran, if you were, were an actress and you were going to be in a movie with somebody, who would be the person you would like to be in a movie with? Oh, gee, I, I'm old fashioned. I think Sean Connery. Okay, no, that's, that's a good. good. He's hey, totally hot. The day they had to retire him, I'm so upset about that. Who, who retired him? Sean Connery, because he has health issues, and nobody you know, wants to make a movie if you have health issues. I didn't know he had health I issues. I didn't know that either. He's still yeah. a sexy guy in his 80s, right, Fran? I think so. He's my favorite James Bond. Mine too. What about you, Fran? Oh, for sure. Yes. For sure. He was the best James Bond, without a doubt, Like for me. like I, I never even got Pierce Brosnan as a James Bond at all. Like, he didn't like fit, and Daniel Craig doesn't really do it. I, I like Roger Moore. No, you know what it is? <laughs> When somebody like Gone with the Wind is definitely Gables, anybody else does it, it stinks. Or Betty Davis in The Letter or Now Voyager, those are Betty Davis films. Don't try to redo them. And sometimes they do these remakes with the now-day actresses and the movies stink. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when you claim fame to a film, leave it like Angela, like Angel, no, Rosalind Russell and Auntie Mame, it's her film. She owns it. Leave it alone, folks. Don't you agree well, with that? I'll be upset if they try to remake, you know, Wizard of Oz. I hope they never do that. Well, they did. No, nah, they did a prequel. With, a prequel. with Diana Ross. Oh, no, that was The Wiz, though. Well, but that it was, was like, based, uh, it was yeah, based I, on I The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they, that, that was terrible. There are just, don't, good. If you had to do a classic film, what classic film would you like to be the lead in? Oh, man. Hard. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of remakes, so I would never want to do. I would love to do a piece of art that's brand new that no one's seen. Yeah, before. But unfortunately, we don't have the writers we had years ago. We have writers yeah. that like to blow everything up on the set, go a hundred miles yeah. an hour, and call it a movie. That's why you got to see Philomena because, like, there's nothing. It's all just acting, and it's primarily two people, and, and it's, it's really, really oh, great, brilliantly written. Yeah, it was a really, really, and good it's a film. movie with a beginning, a middle, and an end for a change. Which I like. Chad, we didn't ask you, I know you're not an actor, but if you were an actor and you could be in a movie with somebody acting opposite them, pretend you're an actor, you could pretend, who would you want to be in a movie with? 
Hmm. Could it be a, uh, I don't know. I really have no clue. I'd probably go with something like Redford. Okay. Robert Redford. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah very talented. Very talented. And I understand a nice person as well. I like I've nice never people. worked with them, but I know people who have. I like it. Is that too boring for you? No, it's not no, too boring. Robert Redford. More, uh, Stallone. No. no. no? Okay. <laughs> Robert Redford's a good choice. He's a wonderful actor, producer, and of course he's in charge of the indies, you know, the sun, sun dance. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I like him. Who said, who, who said Stallone? Oh, he was Same joking. Guy. Yeah, that was Chad. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, I wouldn't want to do the Stallone thing necessarily, but... So, like, what makes he'll, you... He'll kick your butt. Did you hear what he did on Expendables? He broke his neck. Oh, Oops. did he really? And he, and, and he still kept on shooting the movie. Wow. He broke his neck trying to tie his shoe. No pain. <laughs> he fell over. I, I've been in Stallone's mother's company in Palm Springs. I love and adore her. She's the wackiest broad you ever want to meet. And she's funny. And I said to her, you know... Don't, I can't say this on the radio. Okay, forget the story. <laughs> no, I just realized. I just realized what she said. I was with Jane Russell at a party. You know the famous legend Jane Russell. She was my date, and we spoke with Sly's mom, and she said some. I said, "Are you Italian?" And she said, "No, I only mm, Italians." I said, "Oh, I thought you were." She said, "No, I am not." So Jane didn't hear too well, and Jane said, "Ron, what did she say?" And then she turned around and said, you heard me. I said, I only, mm, Italians. And Jane, being a born-again Christian, looked at me and she said, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so how does the whole thing come that you decided that you were going to, like, do your own stunts? Like, I actually know a couple of uh, uh, female stunt people that have done a bunch of big movies. And I did the costume uh, design I, on the set of Too Fast, Too Furious. And so, like, I met all the stunt people. But, like, what made you decide that you're going to be acting in the films and doing your own stunts? Or does that make you more marketable because they don't have to hire two people? I I mean, I didn't know it now. But, yeah, it's definitely making me more marketable. You know, I was I did my very first uh, – horror feature film in New York City. This is probably 2004. And it came time where, you know, uh, you know, we either do stunts or we do stage combat. And I'm like, you know, just do it for real. You know, if, if you're going to choke me, just choke me for real. If you're going to hit me, just hit me for real. It's like, let's just try to make this look real versus, you know, hokey, pokey type stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I, like, I'm ex-infantry, so I can take a lot of pain. And honestly, I tend to hurt myself more on set than the stuntmen do to myself. <laughs> yeah, but how did um, they Because the stuntmen are still too afraid to do it all the way. So it's like, if you won't do it, then I'm going to do it myself. But do they drop so, the insurance on you? Uh, yeah, you know, I still get, you know, paid as an actor and still get paid as a stuntman. Yeah, but you if know, you, if you, you get know, beat... So the insurance is good. If you get punched... Uh, I've, I've, if, I've never been hurt. No, you know, but if you get so. punched and the insurance company finds out, they'll drop you. You're not allowed to do that because then they're liable if you get hurt and they have to pay up money. Well, so I've been here all the time, so... <laughs> do you study under... What's the name who we just talked about? Two. I'm senile. Oh, what the hell is her name? We just Sally, Sally Kirkland. Oh, Sally Kirkland. Yeah, you study yeah. Under she, Sally? she taught me a lot. She taught me a lot. But so does she still? Does she still have? Class? We were supposed. We were supposed to do a movie together, and she dropped out because uh, her and the director didn't see eye to eye. And, okay. Uh, yeah, well, she, she's a, a pretty forward lady. Sally runs the show. She's a pretty tough dame. She knows where she's going, and yeah, she's. I could see Sally being uh, very, very assertive. 
So I have all the things that you got coming out. What is the, the what's one you want to plug the most? Is there one that we didn't talk about that we want to like give a plug in or that you know that's getting ready to come out? Uh, yeah. I mean, I did I, I did the Odd Way Home uh, with Rimmer Willis and uh, Chris Marquette. That should be coming out sometime this year. But I just finished up two movies. I did a movie called Last Supper with Eddie Griffin. I'm the lead He's villain in that. It's got hilarious. Josh Myers, which is a Seth Myers brother. Uh, and then, as you know, I did the movie Bereave with Malcolm McDowell. I love Jane Malcolm McDowell. And Jane so, Se- I've yeah. never met Jane Seymour, but I saw her one day in the mall signing like, her jewelry collection in a jewelry store, but I didn't go and meet her. <laughs> I, I fell in love with her with the, the movie she made with that wonderful actor who passed away. Uh, and, but, and somewhere both of those in time, directors are trying to push it to go to cons or film fest or the uh, toronto film fest this year somehow fingers crossed fingers crossed that's good the film i was talking about is somewhere in time and she was wonderful jane seymour oh, in that that's movie with, uh, with chris chris Reeves. yeah poor chris gone too soon too wonderful of an actor dreadful accident and anyway i fell in love with jane seymour in that film she was absolutely magnificently beautiful and charming everyone i suggest you rent it it's called somewhere in time wonderful writing great story beautiful music so also then everybody if you want to follow dave on twitter that's how i met him you can follow dave vescio it's d-a-v-e-v-e-s-c-i-o um anytime you got any cool movies or anything you want to promote would love to have you back on i love your voice when it comes across on the thing it and comes also, so authoritative dave dave we are a production company called show and tell and we produce movies so if we call upon you for a part in one of our movies we're willing to give you $150 a day plus (laughs) Starbucks coupons where you can get like seven or eight cups of Starbucks and pastries. Actually I'm going to send you an email about some stuff later anyway so don't worry about it. That's all we pay. We pay $150 a day and Starbucks coupons. There you go. We want to thank you for coming on the show. I I really do think it's amazing that in such a little bit of time uh, all the great success you're having. We wish you continued success uh, mm-hmm. success in the future mm-hmm. and uh, anytime you. you got anything to promote you let us know and thanks for coming on the Jimmy Star Show and thank you for all your good acting because I do enjoy your performances and thank you and come on back again buddy uh, thank you guys thank you bye have a great weekend ciao bye ciao. Bye. Okay, another, there you go another nice guy we always have nice guys we always guests. have nice guys and we, have, we haven't had a nasty guest or a bad guest yet I just think I have to see the movie Hick because I haven't seen it, but it's got such a. a I love stellar, the girl. I love the little cast. girl. Well, it's I'm also fa- got Blake Lively. She's like considered like the it girl, and it's mm-hmm. got Juliette Lewis who was in. Who's a little, who, Caveman. Who's a little girl with the three names? Chloe Grace Moretz. I love her. Yeah, she's she's going to be a superstar. And Alec Baldwin. She already is a superstar. Uh, no, she she's just, going to be a super duper like a Meryl Streep. She's an incredible actress and beautiful little girl. I think though, at like seventeen, she gets like ten million dollars a picture. Oh, of her. She, <laughs> do, do you know who she is, friend? Do you know who she is? No. She's no, wonderful she's actress. Wonderful. She's awesome. I follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Now do we swing over to Freddie? Well, no, yep, yep, take it away. Take it away. Fred, my dear darling, sweet little pussycat, tell us all about what you do and who you are and what you love to do most in the world. Well, there's so many things. I, I have a gigantic family. And I have, there's 50 members if we all sit down to dinner. 50. 50. Fifty, yes. I just five had, oh. I just had my seventh great grandson on uh, on the January twenty second. But of course, it's through marriages. I was married twice, and my late husband was married four times. <laughs> so uh, I have a big family that comes first and foremost. And then I do have fun on Broadway. We were producing uh, a few shows and investing. We were lucky enough to invest in Kinky Boots, which is awesome, a fabulous awesome, hit. Awesome, awesome, and we also. 
invested in Pippin, which also won a Tony. But you ha- to get a Tony, you have to put in X amount of dollars, and we didn't do that, unfortunately. Well, what would X amount of dollars be? I think it depends on how much you have to put up for the whole Broadway show. Well, let's say so. Pippin. I know Pippin well. I don't really know. Because that's an old uh, musical. I really don't Is know. Is that Corner of the Sky, the song from Pippin? Isn't that in Pippin, Corner of the Sky? I think so. That's my favorite. Like, it's a great song. Okay. But... but um, <laughs> I know that Memphis, I think, costs like $13 million so um, to produce on Broadway. Now, what so, was your, what, how did you feel sitting there and then they yelled out, Memphis, the Tony oh, it was Memphis. It was unbelievable, the most thrilling moment of my life. It was a musical um, written by no one, starring uh, that nobody's ever heard of before. A few people have, but and it was starring people that nobody ever heard of. And so they didn't give us any chance at all to win a Tony. And when we were sitting there and they said Memphis, it was like just so, such a great feeling, of course, of course. And we all ran up there. And Did and, you think you'd ever win? Uh, I was hoping, but I didn't. But you didn't believe it? I didn't know for sure it was going to happen. Of course, I was you know, always hope. There's always hope. So. so what's the new thing you're working on? Oh, um, there's... The same people that did Memphis are working on a show called Chasing the Song, and that's going to be coming, being cast in New York in a few weeks. So could I invest in it? Is there any room to be invested? Yeah, we, I think so. I think there's always room. I have a partner named Nick Demos, and we have Demos Bazaar Entertainment. And so we are always looking for investors. We have a lot of people that want to invest a little bit of money on Broadway and so somebody, or a lot. We never turn down a lot, but we can get... So if someone out there wants to invest from $10 to, to a million dollars, no, where, where would they do I it? I don't think $10 qualifies, but... Oh, then I can't, then I can't <laughs> invest in your play. No. I was going to put in 10 bucks. No. Well, you know, I, if I lost, I would be very upset, but there's a chance I could win, you know, that 10 bucks. Right, and we're also working on, on something called Makeover, that which is fun. a musical... Could you tell us a little uh, about it? Well, it's sort of a, a combination of of um, the people, the two women, Estee Lauder and Mary Kay. It's wow. Kind of a story. It's not their story, but it's a story about people that go door to door and people that come become successful in the perfume business. That's and a musical? The music is great. And when, our, when could we expect that? I don't really know for sure, but um, our credo of, of Demos Bazaar and many of the people that we work with is, are is where are the new musicals? Because there's so many, so many, many revivals. Yeah, because they don't write anymore like they did. Now, Kinky Boots it was a movie that I saw many years ago, and I loved it, and I love Har- Harvey. Yeah, they were, they were great, too. They were all, like, singing. It was like the... I guess that was the Thanksgiving Day Parade or whatever, like in New York, and they did the whole musical thing with the people from Kiki Boots. It was awesome. For those of you out there that don't know much about it, it's the drag queens. And tell me about that little story about your drag queens. Well, I just have a a following, and they're not really (laughs) drag queens, but they they were in in a lot of productions. I I have a lot to do with regional theater. I volunteer at the Mall's Jupiter Theater, which used to be the Burt Reynolds Theater in Jupiter, Florida. So through that, I meet a lot of a lot of uh, boys and girls who come to my house a lot and and have I have uh, something called a mango teeny. Oh, I love it! It's that delicious. Just, that just blows them away. Blew and me then away. Between that and my peanut butter squares, mm-hmm. um, it's been called. They think they. I've been accused of making it with crack. 
<laughs> well, let's put it this way. If you're a diabetic, it's instant death. Well, well and then I come down to Florida for the winter, and I volunteer at the malts. And I usually iron the shirts. And sometimes some of the shows have 42 shirts every performance. So um, that's a lot of shirts to iron. Yeah, it sure well, is. And, <laughs> and for a producer to do that, that's really what you call teamwork. Well, what gives, about Franny's You Know What? Oh, we don't talk I'm about I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is that all right? Yeah, sure it is. Good. That's okay. So um, I just have a lot of a lot of friends in the theater. And I... And, Nick and I, we were only in business for three years and when, all that and when, we won, when we won the Tony. Terrific. So, I mean, that just is extremely amazing that that happened because there are people out there that have invested millions and millions and never, ever won a Tony. Right. But, and when we were there in the audience, Bernadette Peters, she made the announcement. And I ran into her in the airport. I turned. I was in in the security line and I just as I turned she was right behind me and stars they catch your eye and you catch their eyes and I don't usually say anything because I don't think they a lot of them like it when you talk if to you them know, all the time if you know them it's good but anyway I told I said to her you are part of the greatest memory of my life and she looked at me like I was sort of crazy and I said you announced Memphis for the Tony, and, and I won a Tony in Memphis. And she goes, you won a Tony for Memphis? And I said, yes, I'll never forget you because you said, you opened the envelope, and you said, and the winner is, and it. the winner, winner is, <laughs> yes, the winner is, and finally, finally. And so she just burst out laughing, and we both went on our our ways, but it was well, it was Bernadette's a fun night. Bernadette's a sweetie pie, and I know her for a thousand years. Her real name is Bernadette Lazaro, and her father made the Italian bread that I used to eat as a kid. She's from, I believe it was Little Neck, uh, Long Island, and then she went on to becoming, her father's name was Peter, so she took his first name and made it her last, and her sister, uh, they were very close. They traveled all the time, and they sewed their own clothes. So Bernadette Peters is a multi-talented girl and a homemaker. That's amazing. It is. And then to become a superstar on Broadway, she's a simple little girl. Let's go back then to where you iron the shirts and tell people a little bit about the theater. Uh, Malt's Jupiter Theater is a regional nonprofit theater in Jupiter. And it used to be owned by Burt Reynolds. And um, it went out of business. And there's a couple named Malt's from Cleveland who are in the radio business and they own stations that's what i believe and they donated enough money to rejuvenate the burt reynolds theater and they have wonderful wonderful shows there's um, an award down here called in southern florida called the carbonells and the malts has been nominated for 19 which is a big deal uh it's like the uh tony of southern florida so uh, i think last year we won eight or nine nominated for 14 or 15 and we did win but they do a very professional production and they're they've been sold selling out for almost yeah, every show and what do they get for a ticket <clears throat> i believe it's like around 70 or 80 sometimes 90 depending on where you want right. to sit and a lot less than broadway which there's is... really not a bad seat in the house either and no. they bring a lot of people in from new york plus they also a nice thing is they use local talent when they can. That gives them a chance to be seen by people. Right. Because New so. York tickets are astronomical. I mean, 350 150 the tickets are just a joke. For two people, 700 bucks to go see a musical, that's a bit pricey. Yes, that, that is a lot of money. And, 
and um, my business partner sees them all, but I have a tendency to fall asleep sometimes. So he he goes and he lets me know if he thinks I would be interested in it. Otherwise, he has to stab me in the rib if I'm snoring. If I fall asleep and start snoring, it's embarrassing for him. So, well, some of the <laughs> some of those shows you can fall asleep on. I've fallen asleep on a few myself. Pippin was one. Actually, we went and saw Monuments Men the other night, and he fell asleep. <laughs> oh, that that dog of a film. Ugh. Save your money, folks. Wait till it comes on TV. Yeah. And George Clooney, I love you to death, and you know that, George, but do not direct anymore because you make all your characters as slow and boring as you are. It's not a fun film. Not a, they were acting just like George, and George is wonderful. He's a quiet, soft guy, but, you know, you're in a – one. What's his name? Da- what's his name? Uh, standing on the mine. Matt Damon. Matt Damon, <laughs> Damon is standing on a mine, and he looks at George Clooney, and he said, I'm standing on a mine. And George Clooney said, oh. And Matt said, well, what should I do? And George says, stand there. And then Matt said, well, what if it goes off? And then George said, we'll all go up with you. I mean, that's not exactly how you would respond if you were standing on a mine. But George is sweet, soft, and easygoing, and he made his characters that way. When you see the film, let me know what you think. There you go. <laughs> so do you go see everything on Broadway pretty much? Uh, no, my business partner does. He's a Tony voter because we won a Tony. For three years, you get to go. They yeah. send you a packet, and you get to go, and you vote. Oh, and cool. If, and they have certain nights they call you and tell you when you're supposed to go. And he gets two tickets, but like I said, he doesn't usually. I'm not... Uh, well, I'm in Florida for, right, for yeah. all this time, yeah, so yeah. I can't. Go, I couldn't go, and so um, he has. He's going to direct uh, a new show, a new um, musical called "The First Gentleman," and that's a work in progress. And it's about a woman president whose husband would becomes the first lady. Oh, so it's really confusing. To everybody wants to say the first lady, and then they they slip up all the time and say the first lady when they're talking to the first gentleman. That's cool. And one of the one of the funny things is like after the inauguration, they come to him and they say, "We need your suit." And he goes, "What do you mean you need my suit?" He goes, "Well, all the first ladies, oh, all the first persons, the first gentleman, everyone's in the Smithsonian, so we have to take your suit." But I like this suit, he says. So it's sort of like is all. All kind of crazy and great songs. Great do, you, songs. do you primarily always do musicals? That's what we 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 haven't done any. Yeah. I, any musicals any. are my favorite, so like I love that. I think that's fantastic. We've never gotten into any plays. Makeovers, in, a work in progress, and we we invested in First Date, which was done by the same pe- a lot of the same people, some of the same people that did Memphis. That was really really cute, a cute show. And uh, so that like, closed. And we were taking Memphis to London, by the way. Oh, you're taking it now? Yes. Oh, good, good. In the fall. You're going with it? Well, I'll go over. And visit. To watch the pre-production. And, and you'll be there fun. for opening night? Yes. Good for, for you. For sure. So like like, like being a, a Broadway, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, I don't know, an aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> like with, with all the like shows that everybody like actually knows that we don't want to be revived because you're doing all the new stuff. But like, what did you have like certain ones that are like your favorites from like the ones that like have been there forever? Well, I was sort of stuck on the farm for a lot of years with take, being a housewife. And um, so I didn't see, I don't 
see a lot of the shows, and I I just have my favorite ones that that I I like, like Jersey Boys. Okay. With the gray, us gray hairs. I mean, I just love Jersey Boys, I and do too. Um, I can see that music. practically every night. In fact, there was a lady there that has was we sat behind me that she always comes and wears a red shirt that says Jersey Boys, and she was I think that was her three hundred and fifteenth straight performance oh that God. she had seen. They should have brought her on stage. So, I mean, some people are really over the top, but... Uh, but it was great, and the music is, is fabulous. It is great, and... Music of my time. And I think Aladdin's going to be great. I don't yes. know anything about that. What's it's, that all about? It's, it's coming out. It's, no, it, well, it, they've made it into a musical, and I think, it, I think it might be in previews, or they're taking... It's going to open soon in previews. And Starring it, whom? I'm not sure about that. I was just looking at the site, the... Um, James Iglehart is going to be the genie, and he was a big success in Memphis. Oh, you cool. Saw, did you see Memphis? I didn't see Of course Memphis. I saw Memphis. No, he was the janitor. Sure. And so I think he's going to be such a handsome, perfect genie. I love it. And so it's, that's going to be a good, mo- is it a going to good be like show on Broadway. Genie who rubs the, the, the bottle. And it I'm, that's, what, that's what the that, story of Aladdin geni- is. That genie, Aladdin, that I story? Like, I like Rent and the Chorus Line. They're like my favorite. <laughs> No. The, the Maltz just did the chorus line, and it was fabulous. Yeah. It was fabulous. I love it. I'm proud to say that I was very, very young when I saw... Um, oh, his favorite one is... Well, Angela Lansbury in Mame blew me away. I think it's the greatest Mame ever. And, of course, um, Loudmouth doing um, Gypsy. What was her name? Ethel Merriman. Oh. And I'll never forget it. We were in school, and we played hooky from school to go see it. And by the way, in those days, $3.25 for standing room only. And we stood and watched, and we were shocked because Ethel Merman screamed out to the audience, and how do you like these egg rolls, Mr. Goldstone? Tough titty. Oh, my God, we heard that, and we ran back to school saying, we heard on a Broadway stage the word titty, titty, titty. And the kids were going, you're lying. You're lying. I said, no, go <laughs> see it, go see it. We were so shocked by that vulgar word. Now today, what they say on Broadway stages. You First were lucky, of all, they're all nude. You were lucky to be able to see some of the greats. I saw all the greats. That you lived in close enough that you went. I was, I was born and raised in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and I didn't see a Broadway show till I, for I was an adult. Well, we were right there. I mean, I went to school there in New York City, so we would sneak out and go to all the... It was, I, I did the wigs for um, Hermione Gingold in... in um, High spirits. And I got to meet Hermione Gingold, fabulous lady. Also, I saw in a baby carriage, Christopher, um, here we go with the names. Chris, my little friend, I love her so much. Amanda, Amanda. um, Plummer. Amanda Plummer, who I ran into as an adult. And I said, I saw you when you were a little teeny baby in a carriage. And your mom, Tammy Grimes, was on stage with Hermione doing high spirits. And let me tell you something. She's probably one of the greatest actresses of our time. And Mandy, if you're listening or if anybody tells you, I think you're fabulous and I love you and I want to see more of you. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to the voice critic in the chat room because uh, when we gave him a shout-out before, I don't think he could hear. So what's up? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. We're going to take a quick music break with International Nova's Photogenic. Yeah. yeah. International Nova. Uh, 
so bad. A supermodel on that runway so fat. Ha, she got the six inch shoes. But shorty looking right, gotta try to feel. But real quick, take a photo. And bend it over, shorty. Damn, that's a photo. Ha, I throw the bands for that promo. Bands that make a dance, I get a dance. So it up, go, 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 go down. And put it on the shorty, slow down. Ha, I put it down for the night. Hit it on sight uh. And baby girl, I'm your photographer Only time she's good when I'm up inside of her I think this girl, she's the right one Miss Photogenic, hold it down with the Nikon So that's International Nova's Photogenic out on Monarchy Records and Point of No Return album is in stores now. So pick it up. And we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Sarego. Yay! Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you? Terrific. Say hi to Fran. Hey, Fran. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I heard you're doing well also. Yeah, I'm doing quite well. But I have a quick question for Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy, I've got the audio uh thing plugged into the laptop and i'm hearing um reverb okay uh, if you're hearing reverb oh um if i mute my laptop then i can't hear you guys okay no 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 (laughs) take turn all the volume things down on all the other microphones except for yours that's why you're getting reverb and that might and that might work 
I don't know how to do that. Oh, they're little like slider things, and just slide them all down. And and while you're working on that, what's wrong with reverb? Actually, I think no, the reverb just, goes I, away after a while. As I, I think I'm just going to call in because this is like far too technological for me. Yeah, you, you sound good, but, but you sound great. But you sound. I know, but I hear you guys fabulous. two times. Well, then that's okay. We're two timers. <laughs> Go ahead, and call us in. No uh-huh. problem. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> I think that's a. That's ho- she doesn't hilarious. know. To, you know, we have a studio up there, and Deirdre's in our studio, and I and nobody's there to work the boards. Normally, I do it all. Right, so she's kind of like lost it. I, I set up all the audio for everything. He does the camera to make sure we look good, and mm-hmm. I do camera lighting setup. That's my thing. I love a uh, camera and sound, so. but Jimmy does the sound. That's how we make all this magic happen and come to you, wonderful Absolutely. folks. Absolutely, and Deirdre wants there. us to ask her the question: Who does she want to make a movie with? Because we all got the answer. Oh, I know she who didn't. she's going to say. I that. do too. How much you want to bet she says Ryan Gosling? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's I think that's what she's going to say. Madly I think everybody. Everybody. What do you like, think about Ryan Gosling? Do you know who he is? Gosling. I don't know who he is. I mean, I know. He's you know great. Who, Great. It's I mean, great. He's, he, he's cute. Everybody <laughs> likes him. All the ladies, all the ladies love him. You can say that, Franny, because I don't know half of these new ones today. He's, he's not as hot as her current boyfriend. Well, Let's I'm I'm that. old enough to be sadly yeah. not to to t- see a People magazine and not know more than half of the people that are in there. It's just my age. Do you know who Miley Cyrus is? Yes, I do. Okay. Of course. <laughs> With, no, just, I, have, I do have grandchildren, so oh, okay, I know all right. about that new, new dimension or whatever that is. Or well, what, One Direction. Yeah, One, one Direction. One I, mean. dimension, yeah. I, I work the red carpet at the International Film Festival in Palm Springs. I'm interviewing... Uh, is that her? No. I'm okay. interviewing Wrong. stars that are walking on the red carpet. You're not talking into the mic. Oh, I have oh. an... My, you know what? My mic keeps falling. Um, Viagra, please. Now, I'm on the red carpet interviewing these stars. I have no idea who they are, and I'm acting stupid. So what we did was we got cardboard, and they wrote the name of the star, who it is, and what it does, and I still didn't know who they were. Uh-huh. And these are major big stars, and, they, and I was talking to them like, oh, I love your work. What do I know? I didn't know who you are. So don't okay, feel bad. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. Okay, yeah, I had to call in. I don't know how to work that stuff. You know? <laughs> That's okay. That's I told every I, I told everybody while you were calling in that we were gonna have to go back now and ask you who's the people that you would want to make a movie with, and we already answered the question while you were calling in. So I think uh, we all already know, but let's see if you tell us what we think that you're gonna tell us or if you're gonna surprise us. Well, I'm going to probably tell you, I'm probably going to confirm what you already know, but I will give you guys a surprise and say, in addition to the one that I always choose, the love of my life, yeah, right, um, Michael Fassbender. I would love love to work with him, and of course, my secret crush, Ryan Gosling. Another person who I would love to work with. Isn't Michael Fassbender the guy who did the movie about, like, the sex thing? And, like, they show him. Yes, yes, where his where his dingaling swinging a lot. Yeah, and, um, that's the one that the one you that, that, that you couldn't believe hated. that was a movie that night. What which one? The, the one where it showed the guy at the urinal going to the bathroom, Disgusting. and you were like, I can't believe they showed you know, this. They just go too far. <laughs> they just go too far. But well, I have to tell you, he is cute though. Twelve Years a Slave. Michael Fassbender was in Twelve Years a Slave, and he was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he's he was, a great was actor. Amazing. He's a great yeah. actor. He's good looking, and he's hung. Well, I want to bring <laughs> I want to I want to bring Fran into the conversation, and I'm going to embarrass Deirdre. 
When Deirdre was a little girl, we went to Franny's farm, Franny and Jack Bordnick's farm, and Deirdre got her first kiss in her no, life. No, please don't. No, no. Frank, can I stop you there? Like, don't, don't go there. <laughs> well, he kissed you. That's it. There was nothing more. Yeah. Making it sound like it's a mystery. But that's when no, Deirdre got her first kiss. Okay, just go with that. Just leave it like that. Let's just leave it. It was that only way. a kiss. She was a kid. No, I know. And let's just leave it at that. Well, whatever she, the embarrassing thing that's going to happen. It's not embarrassing. She was. She had better luck when she was seven than she does now. <laughs> I know. That's not true. She got all kinds of things going on. She just doesn't want you to know, right, Deirdre? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I want to hear out of her mouth is. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I, knew, I knew he was going to say that. I, 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 that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear you got the lead with Ryan Gosling in a film and you get yeah, to like make out with him. Me too. <laughs> okay, I, I don't even need the lead. I, I just re- need some form of scene with him where I'm able to look into his eyes and kiss him. Well, how about I rephrase that and I say I want the words I want to hear out of your mouth is Brian got me pregnant. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Not Brian, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, daddy. Ryan was my ex. <laughs> no, no, we don't I want Ryan. I'm not pregnant with Ryan Gosling's baby. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's hear. The, so Hollywood Vixen. I'm working on it. Let's hear the dish in Hollywood. Who's doing who and what's going on in Hollywood? Well, I don't know that much as what's going on with Hollywood, but there's us working queen, Miley Cyrus, their wannabe king, Leto. It what? had. Uh, Are you coming in and out, dude? Yeah, you just came in and out. Let's repeat that whole thing all over again because we didn't hear any of it. Can you hear me now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, apparently there's buzz going around around twerking queen and transgendered wannabe king Miley Cyrus and Jared Leto. Apparently they are. I don't want to say dating because apparently Jared Leto doesn't do girls. He doesn't do girls, but he's not gay. I think we lost her. What happened, Chad? She's gone. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Too bad. That's like she should go on Skype without the, uh, just on her regular Skype. See, we yeah, we lost her. We can't lose. Leave our studio. Everything goes to pot. She's coming back. That's okay. She's coming back. She's back. Hey, is Jared? Is my phone? I don't know why that failed because I have like four bars here and it shouldn't fail. But go upstairs and it'll work better than the basement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in the basement. Oh. I'm upstairs, but I'm, I'm in the living room. Okay. But apparently, no, no, Jared Leto is very much straight. He's a ladies' man. What he means by I don't do girlfriends is meaning like I don't do the whole girlfriend thing. I do girls, but I don't do girlfriends. Right. That's his thing. So apparently they, they've had a dinner date or two and, and some sleepovers. So, I mean, that's that that would be a great sex tape if that ever leaked, if there ever was one. Oh, my gosh, though. They're both so good looking, it's sickening. Exactly. And they're both like sex fiends, and they both don't want relationships right now. They're actually perfect for each other. It's actually um, extracurricular, extracurricular activity that, that suits them. Um, but uh, I but, totally yeah, but love Miley Cyrus. I don't care what anybody says. I think Miley Cyrus is like the most awesomest ever. I know I that's not a word. Pretty. There is something. Well, I can see the whole sort of wanting to be with her, sort of making her alluring and, and exciting and sexy. Because there is something about her and what she does that's so crazy that it's so sexy. It's kind of crazy sexy. It's almost like she's so hot you want to hit it, you know? She kind of has that, that sort of, she, she just, I don't know, she just sort of 
gives that out a little bit. I could totally... Well, Deirdre, oh, let's go to Fran for a minute. I want to go to Fran for a minute. So you have grandchildren. Are they old enough to know who Miley Cyrus is yet? Oh, they. Oh, a lot of them do, oh, yes. Okay. and like, But they, they know Miley Cyrus more like from like that... What was that show she was on? Uh, oh, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Right, like, they're right. like They're like they like Miley Cyrus from Hannah Montana. They're or do 14. They like, oh, they're no, 14. they're 14. They're old enough to yeah. like, like the new Miley Cyrus. The oldest is 14 and the youngest is two weeks, three okay. weeks. So... Because I thought I would Hannah say, Montana was a very clean, nice, fun family show, right? And, and they might not like the way that Miley has like grown grown I, up. I would now. say they know a lot of the the old old Miley and, and the, all the Disney people. Yeah, okay, that's okay. what kids are into these days. And Miley, since we're talking, she's about, passed way past Disney now. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and since we're talking about good-looking people, I want to do a shout out to Peter over at Johnson & Murphy in the Boca Mall. Oh, Peter Molinari. Peter Molinari is probably the handsomest young man I have seen since Tab Hunter and Rock Hudson. He is absolutely beautiful, and we have his number, and we're hoping to put him in a film of ours eventually. And I know you girls out there, I will kill yourselves if when you in, see how handsome... If you're in Boca, go to uh, Johnston & Murphy in the Boca Mall and check this kid out. He's check 25, and he looks like... He makes, like, all the super stud guys now look ugly. Every guy in Hollywood... Okay, is he gay or straight? He's, he's straight, straight, but he's, <laughs> he's 25, Cougar. Yeah. He's 25, honey. And is he magnificent? And he's Italian and Irish. What a and a sweetheart, a nice guy, tall, thin, elegant, working. We're going to put him in a film for sure. That's so funny. Now we'll have to like send him a message. He sent no. Me a Peter was going to listen in. He said he and Debbie were listening in today. Oh, I don't know if hi, they are Debs. not. If they're listening, but hi, if they're Debbie, not listening, hi, Peter. it's hilarious. <laughs> I keep saying I hate this phone. I'm 25 years old and he's single. Too bad yeah. he's in Boca. That's a little too far for me. But <laughs> oh yeah, from, from from New Orleans. Deidre, if you ever saw him, you go crazy. Yeah, when we were leaving, I was like, "Gorgeous!" Hey, I didn't think that you would actually like him because he's such a pretty boy. But your dad said, "Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's a total cougar. He, she would love him." He's like, <laughs> he's like I am a cougar. I have dated younger men. I tend to. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm weird. I'm a cougar, but yet I'll also go for older. I just I don't age discriminate. I just you know I love and I like only, who I like. You're and not I love. the only cougar in the house. There's some other cougars. Franny Ron. is a cougar. No, <laughs> Ron's a cougar. <laughs> Ron's a cougar. He's been known to hook. And my father, oh, yeah, he's the biggest Jim, cougar Jimmy is like, Jimmy's, like, Jimmy's like four months younger than me. And I, how could I be a cougar when Jimmy's four months younger? You're, you're still like a cougar. And then Shane's in the chat room, and her husband's a cougar. Right. Hi, Shane. Oh, hi, everybody in the chat room. Oh, hi, right. Carla, Valley, Irish Ginger, voice critic. And there's a few other people in there. I forgot. I Alex, don't have my computer Alex. in front of me. I apologize. Otherwise, I would so, say your right name. Dude, is the weather 62 degrees up there for real? No, it's not 62. It's probably maybe 35. It's really nice out. I mean, it's not bad. You can go outside with a sweater, um, you know, and uh, and jeans and maybe gloves if you wanted, if you were going to be out for a long time. But it's not It's not bundle up, freezing cold, cursing while walking out weather. It's uh, not it, at all. It's it, actually has nice. It, has it snowed since we left? Yes, it snowed the other day, but we got about four inches, four or five inches. More. Oof. Yeah. Mm. So... So what yeah. we got to do, guys, is we got to actually call our guest because it's 4.15. I didn't realize it's 4.15. Okay. We're going to call. Chad's going to ring him in. Hopefully we can get him on the line, and it'll all work out. And uh, I like While the voice pretty guy. While we're waiting, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, wait. Here we go. While we're waiting, um, apparently a fan threw her song Underwear on stage Who? at a Miley Who? Cyrus concert. 
a fan, oh. threw their thong underwear on a stage at a Miley Cyrus concert. Miley picked it up and started chewing on it. Oh, that's disgusting. That. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I have news for you. That's publicity. That never really happened. They were brand new, clean underwear, and it was publicity. She's no idiot to chew dirty underwear. That's disgusting. I think we have to leave our name. Oh, with the Google message, you might have to leave a message. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, Is that what that was about? The Jimmy Star Show. Hold on yeah, a second. We'll try that again. Please state your name after the tone. Take the Google Voice will try Deidre. to connect you. What's up? This is Jimmy Star, Sir Major. What's up? Answer the phone. <laughs> well, that worked. <laughs> Never heard that one before. Neither have I. No. Maybe, maybe Obama, Obama might have that. <laughs> it's part of NSA. Gotcha. Getting to the president. Hey, hello, is this Sir Major? This is Sir Major. Hey, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you guys? I was listening in, actually, and I heard everything. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> and you're still on the air? Hopefully you didn't want Miley Cyrus's like underwear she was chewing on that somebody uh, threw. No, I'm not really interested in uh, underwear. I'm not, I don't have a panty fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> before we get... Hi, Fran. Hi, um, everyone else. Oh, listen line. to him. He knows who Thank you. Is. We have the cool man Hello. about town. Ron Russell, Hello we got you. Hey, babe. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hi. We have our Hollywood vixen in Pennsylvania, Deirdre Serego. Say hi, Deirdre. Hey, sir. Hi, hi sir. How are you? We hi. got we got Chad <laughs> you Murphy. Sitting in your, I actually see you. Are you sitting in your living room? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's uh, the studio here in West Palm oh, Beach. Oh no, that's us. That's us. Okay, that's the studio in West Palm Beach. You can see yeah. us, and that's Chad. Chad, say yeah. what's up. I'm sitting what? in her living room doing the interview, and we had some technical <laughs> difficulties with the soundboard. <laughs> What's up, sir, Major Sir? Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? What's going on? It's all good. We're having fun. Hey, dude, I'm so excited about having you on. I think you're going to be the next biggest like it thing in in the world of entertainment. I'm so happy like to to know you and get to get you on the show now because I think you're going to blow up. And congratulations, first of all, for all the great things going on in your career. I want to ask you a question: the clothes that you model, did you get to keep? No, that's the problem, man. I don't get to keep the stuff. Screw them because you had on some groovy-looking, great, great clothes. I would have killed for them. I would have told them, I'm not modeling unless you give me these clothes. Frig you. (laughs) Right? Could you do that? You You couldn't do that? Okay. You couldn't kid. He he was telling and Ron said you should have told him, screw you. I want the clothes for to model for you, but like I guess you can't really quite do that yet. When you have the opportunity uh, to work with uh, a guy such as Jimmy to get the clothes, you know what I mean? You don't have to kill folks to get there. You just call Jimmy and say, hey, I need something for a shoot, you know? That's right. Actually, we're going to hook that up, too, because I want to get some pictures of you wearing some of my shit. Stuff, sorry. (laughs) Absolutely. I believe in speaking things into existence. There you go. There you go. I love it. I guess we have to tell all our our listeners who it was that you were modeling for. Who did you you do stuff for? I had the pleasure of walking in New York Fashion Week for a celebrity eyewear designer. His name is Stevie Boy. He has a phenomenal new line called Ecstasy. Uh, he, so he does um, eyewear. And then when I got back um, to Atlanta, I modeled for a U.K. designer. His name is, uh, I know his first name is DeMarco. I can't pronounce his last name. So 
it was a pleasure uh, you know, being there, having the opportunity to work for these guys. Absolutely, and your pictures looked awesome because I was looking at all the pictures of you on the internet, and I think they're uh, f- fantastic. I think also, like uh, I want to, I want to mention because the fact I love the way that you market yourself as the world's sexiest albino model and actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so like cool looking, yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think it's super, super cool. And and can you like speak a little bit about al- albinism, like what actually it is? Because I don't know if a lot of people even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Thanks for actually um, acknowledging that because. That's my purpose, um, even as an actor and um, uh, entertainer, even a um, model. Um, albinism, basically, just to explain how you get it. First of all, it is um, it's uh, not having pigmentation or not having melanin. And so, like you, you guys may you guys have melanin, which gives you guys color. Yes. Um, as for me, I have none. And for black folks, they have they have it, and the amount that you have determines your skin complexion. Uh, so with me, it's a genetic situation where I don't have any. Now, how do you get it? A lot of people may ask is, hey, um, your mother and your father have to have the same gene that causes it. Okay, so it's not through incest, as some folks may say, or, you know. Um, so let's say my mom's genes are A, B, and C. And my dad's genes is C, D, and E. The two common genes are C. And that C gene is what causes albinism. And so that's how you get it. Oh, wow. That's, a, okay. that's so interesting. I think that's, yeah. like, cool because I think that, like, so So, can you go in, like, does the sun bother you or can you go in the sun or do you stay out of the sun or, like, uh, what is, how does the sun affect you? Well, the sun affects me because I have no, no melanin or no pigmentation and that protects you from the sun. So, because I have none, I have to wear sunblock every, maybe let's say, 30 minutes. I remember I was shooting... Wow. Um, I think they changed the name of the, the film, but it was, it, it was called Almanac. But I think it's yesterday or something. Yesterday or something. I can't remember the new title, but it's on IMDb. And when I was shooting that, they had to come supply some block on me every 30 minutes because it was so hot. And then they had like the light beams, which made it even more hotter. Um, but yes, I have to stay protected. So uh, naturally, everyone should be protected. Absolutely. And, you, know, you shouldn't want to be in a town. Because you can get cancer, and so a lot of folks think because I'm darker or because I have color that I don't have to stay protected, and that's not true. Absolutely. I I have all kinds of skin cancers that got – I was a tennis player as a kid. And I was uh, a really good, oh, really? a really good tennis player. And so when I was in my like mid twenties, I had all kinds of like skin cancers on my, on my back and arms and stuff removed from being out in the sun so much as a youngster. So since then, I've never gone in the sun ever, hardly. I mean, oh, wow. without being protected, because yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be yep. have all the, the the problems as I'm getting older. And I never, ever, ever mm-hmm. use any kind of sun oil because I'm Italian, and the extra virgin olive oil just comes out of my pores when I'm in the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so I am, I am lucky. And if we have some vinegar, we can mix it around and throw it on the grass. Bingo, we've got lunch. So I want to I oh, go wow. back to the fashion thing for a minute then because you um, – actually, hold on. Deirdre, are you still there? Yeah, I, I keep cutting in and out, but I'm I'm back. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I don't know you were for how there. Because uh, in a minute we're going to talk about American Horror Story, and I know that's like one of your favorite shows. But I want to just go back to the fashion thing for a second, yeah, that's uh, a great because picture. being a fashion designer, I have all these designers that I love, and I was reading. Uh, I don't even know where I read it, if it was your website or whatever, but like eventually you'd like to model for Alexander McQueen, which I know he's not alive anymore, but when he was alive was like my favorite designer. And, and we were just in Neiman's yesterday mm-hmm. looking at his stuff, and his new stuff is like beautiful. So like who are some of the other designers that you would be like if you could like walk for him? Who would you want to walk for? 
I would love to do, and I don't know if this is a stretch, but Tom Ford, I'm in love with all his designs. I'm really uh, into the European style, so um, I would love to work work with Tom Ford, uh, Mark Jacobs, you know, some of your high-end designers. Um, I think America, we're, we're really copycats. We wait to find out what the next person is going to do mm-hmm. versus really being creative and making, being the first one to take that initiative. Oh, I um, agree 100%. Not to, Absolutely. Not to not not even to divert from that question, but what we do as Americans is we always look to the Europeans, we always look to the UK, see what they're going to do, or get a lot of inspiration from other countries versus, you know, being creative and doing our own thing. And so with me, I was told uh, the other day by a modeling coach for, uh, with, uh, with another agency, I'm not going to say the name, um, but they were telling me that you have to get signed to an agency overseas because the U.S. is not really going to be receptive to you just because, you know, you're very different. And, you know, Americans, were really traditional. And so when you talk about gun rights, gay marriage, and, 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 and equality for other folks, um, you know, we're really traditional so that we're always scared of, of change. And so I said, well, yeah, you have a great point. And so my goal right now is to either get signed with an agency or a couple agencies overseas, they're trying to get signed here in the States because of our way of thinking, if you will. Absolutely. Like, my favorite designers, uh, well, I, I, like I always like, um, Vivian Westwood was like my favorite. I loved Alexander McQueen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. uh, who's the... But Jimmy, the prices are a joke. Jimmy picked up a jacket, $3,500. I bought a 1978 Cougar convertible for $3,500. <laughs> And now it's a jacket? I mean, are they out of their friggin' minds or what? Actually, it's funny because yeah. as a clothing designer, which I don't do as much of it as I used to, but I've dressed a lot of like Elton John and Madonna and all kinds of people, and, and everything I make is one of a kind. And like we go into the stores now, and I still have like clothes, you know, that I made ten or fifteen years ago. And the same, the stuff I was making ten or fifteen years ago is the stuff you see in the stores now. And that's the truth because I pointed them out. I said, wow. he, he always points oh, yeah. them out and goes, "Look, you were doing this ten I years said, ago." I said, "Jimmy, look, you, they stole your ideas with the different sleeves and all the crazy patterns you do. It's amazing that Jimmy did this eighteen years ago." No. 15, 15, 10, 10, like years, 10 ago. years ago, yeah, and now they're doing Jimmy Star designs. Jimmy is way ahead of the game. I would have worn a Jimmy Star wow. today. See, Jimmy's got a Jimmy Star. Yeah, I'm wearing on. a Batman shirt today, <laughs> and I was going to wear mine with the ducks, but somebody washed it. I have no idea, and threw it in the dryer, and it became like a shrug. So I, I you know, and I have a little bit of a middle aged spread, and I didn't want to sit here looking pregnant, so I didn't wear it. So I'm not wearing a Jimmy Star, but I always wear Jimmy at my age and i'm still accepted people love it they come up to me and say no it's fun where'd you get that shirt some wild stuff that'll fit first of all how tall are you i am five ten okay oh i've got a shirt i'm gonna pick out for you i know oh wait i'm gonna put a Uh, note on five ten and he's like ripped so uh, and what size shirt do you normally wear um why i use the term schmedium okay but uh medium and small right Oh, I know. Medium. He's got one in the collection. I'm down. I think that's He's got one in the collection. I'm not going to tip it off. But when you get it. it, it is so sexy. So let's do this then. Because now we have Deirdre. Now we have Deirdre on the phone. Let's talk a little bit about American Horror Story because yes. she, that's like her let's favorite talk show. About American Horror Story. And Deirdre, Deirdre, you take it away. Oh, that was my favorite 
favorite season of all times with American Horror Story. Anything to do with Marie Laveau and witches and voodoo and New Orleans definitely has my vote. Mm-hmm. But I must say the one comment in the scene that when you brought, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name now, Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe this. The red-headed lady, the red-headed lady. Yeah. Myrtle, Myrtle, Myrtle. Myrtle, Myrtle Snow, when you brought Myrtle in, and she, I love when she goes, Balenciaga! <laughs> I just thought that was so great. I guess yeah, Myrtle, you had to be there to know it. I call her Frances Conroy, but Myrtle, is, she was amazing to work with. Um, really, really, uh, she actually taught me a little bit about the industry, um, she's fun even outside of um, working on production. Like we would just ride around the city of New Orleans, going to you know markets and stuff like that. She she really showed me a lot of love and embraced me um, as a newbie, if you will. And so uh, yeah, she was all she was really fun to work with. Um, I really got to work closely with her and Taiza Farmega, which is Violet, or she plays Zoe, I think, in this this season. Yeah, Zoe. Mm-hmm. Right, let's get, let's get rid of the sweet with. stuff. Who's the nastiest person you've ever worked with? <laughs> the nastiest person in terms of like who's the meanest? <laughs> you know, whoever like was like not nice to you and treated you like crap. They a diva. A, um, <laughs> a diva. A diva. You're asking me for career, career suicide here. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no I, um, everyone that, that I have worked with was amazing. Um, everyone yeah, is really uh, uh, opening arms. They're really, um, really... Willing, are willing to show me the industry um, versus, you know, hiring me for a gig and, you know, getting out of their airs. And so everyone that I've worked, come across with and had the opportunity to work with was really amazing and very inspiring um, um, to me. And so How, you know, you're, you're very lucky. I, I worked with Eartha Kitt, and she was the bitch of bitches. Mm-hmm. I've never met anybody as nasty as Eartha Kitt. I want to go back, though. So, like, how did you actually uh, go through casting for that? You know, I don't know if there are... Well, here's the story about that. You know, you know, there's a story about that. So I was doing Atlanta Fashion Week last year. Or, yeah. And so I was at rehearsals, and we took like a five-minute break. And I get this anonymous call. Well, they showed their number, but it was, a, it was a, a random call. And the call went something like this. Hey, this is such and such from American Horror Story. Though. We'd like to have you for this project. We'd love your look. And I'm thinking, you know, this is just like one of the random calls I get. Like, I got a call from... A big entertainment company asked me to do porn. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Thank you so much for the offer, though. <laughs> so, um, you know, I told the person, uh, the casting director, I said, you know what, go ahead and email me, and we'll, you know, we'll take a look at it. And I was getting, and I, you know, we hung up. Five minutes later, I kid you not, the director calls me and said, "Hi, sir, major. This is the director of American Horror Story. Blah blah blah. Uh, we would like to have you for this project. We understand that you didn't seem very interested in." He was calling me to sell me the show. So I asked the first little girl that walked by, and I said, hey, you ever heard of American Horror Story? While I'm on the phone with the director. Um, and the girl just started screaming. So I went outside the room and continued to have a conversation, and the director said, we're nominated for 22 Emmys. I said, uh, so what did you need me by? Did you want me this weekend? <laughs> you know? so the, director, the director said, what we're going to do is go ahead and um, I'm going to have my travel department contact you. So I'm thinking... If you got a travel department, this is major, you know, so i got to be a part of it. Um, I was very flattered. They actually flew me in on that Sunday. Took, uh, we did uh, fittings and wardrobe and the rest was history from there. That's awesome. Wow. 
I that love that awesome. stuff. That was a very smart move for you to go on to American Horror Stories because it, it was it was yeah. the number one season out of all the seasons. It was the most yeah. watched. Yeah. I'm going to buy it too, like when it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm buying it just because now yeah. I know you, so I can have it. That way, when I actually like meet you or put you in one of my movies, you can like sign it for my collection. <laughs> you didn't get to work with Jessica Lang or get to talk to Jessica Lang, did you, sir? Um, because she is the queen of the show, so of course you know. They don't give you too much access. Right. It was just enough to get your feet wet, and you know you can have your credentials, and you can get a little work off of that, and you know the rest you got to work for. You got to work for it, and I believe deeply in working hard. There you go. I hate when they do that, when they separate the stars from the principal actors. They do that in a lot of the sets. But, you know, you get people uh, like, I can't think of one right now, but so many of the stars like to sit with camera and crew and all the principal players and talk to them. They're not, you know. So let's move forward. Jessica Lange is a sweetie pie, I heard, so I don't see her doing that. Jessica Lange is so beautiful and the fact that I found out she was 62, I was like, wow. Yeah, she's still great. I love her. She's one of my favorites. Let's let's go back, yeah. though, Lux. So, like, uh, I saw that you tweeted that you were, like, going to have a little role in the new Hunger Games and that you were supposed to have a fitting. Did, is all mm-hmm. that coming to fruition? Okay, so, you know, I had to sign a bunch of paperwork saying that I would not talk about anything. Right. But what I will say is this. I do have a small feature role in Hunger Games. Um, I did things... Uh, was it yesterday? On the 18th, yes, it was yesterday. Um, and when I went to go do fittings, like, everyone knew who I was. Okay, cool. So that was amazing. Um, that was great. Um, so I look forward to doing that. But that's all I can say. That's okay. As long as you're in it, then I'm going to be like, yeah, I got a friend in the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> you got a friend. You got a friend. Because <laughs> uh, I yeah. love the Hunger Games. I think it's fantastic. And you also have a role in uh, – Need for Speed, it's getting ready to come out soon with Aaron Paul and Dominic Cooper and Imogen Poots and Michael Keaton. And I love those race car movies. I actually did a wardrobe for Too Fast, Too Furious, and I think it looks awesome. So, like, uh, that was a big – that's a big feature, huge, big-budget-like film. Talk a little bit about that. Okay. So I play an inmate, um, Lee Dennis, on uh, Need for Speed. Or in uh, Airport, and uh, I think Keith Cuddy's in the project. I saw him on set as well, so I don't know what his role is. But um, I play an inmate um, where uh, I think I was getting transferred from New York State Prison to California, or vice versa. And so um, I was just an inmate, and they wanted me to be like this thug, and you know, I'm really not thuggish. Like, I can maybe sound thuggish, but I don't look like it. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of cool for me uh, to play an inmate. Never really been an inmate, so. So that was kind of fun. Um, I was the this, and this actually was my first gig um, being on a, on a big production. And so, of course, when you know when you're the newbie, you're smiling, trying to meet everybody. And and I had on this orange jumper, and we shot at the, the Gwinnett Prison here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And so I'm you know smiling with this orange jumpsuit, and everybody's like, "You're not supposed to be smiling. You look, um, you know, you look kind of funny smiling that you're in prison." And so <laughs> I would nickname myself. Um, I was the prettiest, uh, the inmate, and I, you know, because I, I, I pride myself in my beauty now uh, that I have found my newfound, you know, fame, I guess. And so I said, I'm the, so I think uh, it was one of the production assistants came out and said, we need to take a good picture. And so I jokingly said, 
the pretty guy in the middle, pretty guy in the middle, referring to myself, and they say, oh, so the other inmates are like, oh, so you're a pretty boy, huh? What could you say that later on tonight? <laughs> that was funny. Now, I know. For, the, for, the, for our listeners, uh, you know what they do in prisons to pretty boys. And if you don't know, use your imagination. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I'm very excited yeah. just to see the film because I like that kind of films. Uh, and I think Adrian Paul, you know, uh, is is basically just probably going to make the transition from huge, just one of the biggest TV stars you could be to a huge movie star now. And, and just the fact that you get to be a part of a project like that. Um, I think it's just like super fun, and it's like that was the beginning of your everything's like kind of moving forward. Because, dude, once you're in, absolutely, once you're in the Hunger Games that you can't talk about, and people like see you, that's going to open up even a zillion more doors for you. I hope so. And I hope being on the Jimmy Show with Ron and and Fran and all you <laughs> other guys, I hope this opens up a lot more doors. It's going to open up a it ton sure of doors. It is going to open up doors because, like, we we have a production company. We have a bunch of films in pre-production, and as we're working on all our budgets and everything, I've got you in mind. Plus, I yep. uh, I also have a uh, an entertainment company called Arcadium Entertainment. We rep about. Uh, non-exclusively about a hundred different actors for appearances like at Comic-Con and stuff like that. And so like, I think that oh, we really? could probably like get you in with our roster and, and start booking it and you start selling autographed pictures and more people will get to know you because I know once they meet you, everybody's going to love you. Well, I have to ask the uh, questions. Well, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. I have to ask you the questions everybody waits for. Uh, so who's your girlfriend? <laughs> um, see, that's what everybody's waiting for. and um, They want to know. Because they want to know. So well, girls you know, the out there think open. you're cute. So do the guys. <laughs> the, the girl and the guys do. Yeah, yeah, everybody thinks you're and cute. And the guys do. So it's very flattering. Uh, but I, I'm on the market here, so oh, you know, you're, we're, you're we're, up. we're trying to you know focus in on the career. Okay. Because uh, that comes first. Okay, girls so, in the chat room, he's up for grabs. Let's go, girls. Jump in the I air. Am. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, one of the people... I am. We, I'm very much... Uh, Good. One of the people yeah, that we like have to try trying. to get you in a movie with that uh, comes on the show a lot. Chad Lindbergh was like one of the main people in the first Fast and Furious, and he was on Supernatural and all kinds of shows. And like he comes on our show all the time. And uh, so is like Chad, we have to Chad try to put now? something together. No, he's not here now. Oh. But like we need to like hook you up with some of the different like cool like actor people that we know and see if we can start putting together some projects for all you guys because it would be a it would be a total blast. We can make money I'm, I'm so and have excited. fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you like horror movies? Like, do you watch horror movies? <laughs> okay, so let's be honest. Let's have a, a, a moment with you guys. Okay. I have never seen American Horror Story. I don't really watch horror stuff. Not saying that I'm scared. I'm just saying I'm not into it. Me and too. So, I feel um, the same way. I watch a lot of stuff dealing with... I'm sorry? Go ahead. Uh, Ron I, doesn't watch it either. No, Deirdre, no. Deirdre and I, we love the horror stuff. We yeah. think it's fantastic. I, I, I make horror movies. I just shot a horror movie, and I thought it was stupid while I was doing the film. And everybody said, it's wonderful. And I said, it's stupid. You know, it's just beyond whatever. Yeah, anyway. Ron, Ron's starring in a movie. It'll be on Netflix in April called Croker. Yeah. And oh, really? I, yeah, and I thought it was a, it's a great movie. Everybody loves it. I think it's nil. But, you know, no one's We get a lot of acting roles. Ron gets his acting roles because he's a great actor. I get my acting roles because a million people listen to this show every week no, and they want me true. to promote it. My Jimmy is good. <laughs> the only problem when Jimmy acts is he reads lines. He doesn't act. <laughs> and I say, babe, you got to put some emotion behind it. You know, if you say to the person, I hate you, you got to do I hate you. Jimmy reads the line, I hate you. <laughs> 
So right. I'm not the greatest actor, but I'm getting better. And I did do a movie with uh, a, a, a super talented girl, Shane Layton, who wrote a book of light and darkness. And she mm-hmm. did a first movie. It was called The Incubus. And I did my own stunts, and I run through the woods, and I trip over the, the <laughs> thing. And I look terrific. And then I get my my soul sucked out of me, and I looked awesome. It was I, loved I was it. terrific. Oh, that's so cliche. You ran and fell. Yeah. yeah. That's all he does in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I hate that. I would have fought the director and the writer on that one. I actually, on. No, so but wait a minute. That's what he does in Pennsylvania. I fell down he in broke the snow. his toe. He slipped going to the dinner and went, did a somersault, landed on his head twice. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy can't walk straight. He's forever slipping and falling. I like to wear nice loafers, sir. And I was wearing these really nice ostrich-like loafers, and they were slippery. And I slipped on the concrete and fell. And then when in the snow, I'm from Florida. I'm not used to the snow. It's like you in Atlanta now. You guys don't get a lot of snow. And now lately, you guys have had the worst weather ever. So I fell on no, the ice. Right. How do you like that cold weather? Yeah. You like it or you can't stand it? Well, I actually escaped um, the cold weather. I used to live in Ohio, and so I moved down to Atlanta. And um, I, I call myself escaping it. Uh, we this, The whole state shut down over two inches of snow, simply because they're lazy and they don't want to buy salt trucks. But, you know, I don't like the cold weather. I like the warmness. Okay. What about, like, have you, been, have you yeah. tried to get on, have you tried to get on The Walking Dead? Yes, you know what? Glad you bring that up. I actually got uh, had a conversation with casting over there. Um, I think it's uh, Fan Cannon, and so I called them and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm here in the market. I want to get on the show. They like they say they like the look. They're going to try to put that in motion. So that is the uh, goal. I actually spoke to them a couple of days ago as well, uh, and so they said they definitely had me in mind. So um, they said they will. They said I'd be great for season five. So that that's that's also the the, the goal. But you know what I'm trying to do, guys, is that. I have a very unique look, and I realized that at first, for a long time, I didn't love who I was and didn't like my look. I wish I was either white or black. God, why did you? Why this? Why me? You know. And so when I, it wasn't until I really started loving who I was and accepting that that I wasn't going to change and that I am beautiful. Absolutely. Um, is the name the world sexist of know. Okay, so <laughs> um, when I really started embracing who I was, I said, you know what? I think I will be great for TV and film. So what I what I think my niche will be right now. Is doing TV shows like uh, the Na- the Supernatural, Walking Dead, American Horror Story. Doing a lot of these horror films because I think my look is just so unique and really great for those projects. Absolutely, I- I've actually dressed like half of the Walking Dead cast. Norman Reedus, a whole bunch of the people, they wear my clothes, and uh, uh, and it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun. And we actually had one of the guys who like helps people get cast on that show on the show. We did an interview with him. Uh, and had him on Tony oh, really? Goal, yeah. And so, like, so like, if it doesn't work out, let me know, and I'll like see if I can find another way to help get you in there. Because like, it would be awesome. And I just awesome. want you to like blow up, dude. Because like, there's just I don't I don't feel this like way about like everybody who comes on the show. But there was just something about you and the fact that like when I contacted you, you sent me your phone number and everything. You didn't even like know who I was, even though like I am awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so so I, no, I did my research after you contacted me. So okay, me, so you me, looked it up first. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like awesome, and sure. I just want you to be super successful, and I would love to get you in some of our projects that we're going to be working on, and, and I just want everybody to have a good time and have a great career doing what they want to do, and I think you've got a lot of great things to say, and I, I do think that you're hey. probably one of the – have you ever seen that movie? What's that movie that we were talking about, Chad, with Goldie Hawn, with the, the albino actor? Foul Play. Foul Play. Like when I was a kid, there was a I movie called movie. Foul Play with uh, Goldie Hawn. 
and it's a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. And it had, and it was the first time ever I had seen um, anybody who was an albino, and I didn't even understand it at all. And I don't think back then people couldn't really explain it to me. Like you explained it extremely well. Well, the problem with mm-hmm. the problem, but it's a great movie. You need to see that movie. It's really cool. The problem with people. I would definitely put that on my to do list. The problem yes. with people that are different from other people, like myself, I'm gay, so it's difficult being different from other people. Then film came along and they showed us as horrible, now they're starting to show us as nice, decent people. I think you should encourage someone to write a film about being an albino, so people can understand it and see that you're just like everybody else, like I'm like everybody else. We just, Absolutely. We just are a little different. Uh, the trials and tribulations of being an albino, I mean, it would be difficult if you were dating, getting married, or all those situations, how people would accept you and mm-hmm. understand you. And I think you could do that through film and have a better, better Oh, my God, life. what a good idea. Yeah. I would. <laughs> so anybody out there that's, that's a writer... Do a, f- do a film about it. It's an it's an interesting subject matter, and I definitely would go see it. Better than that crappy George Clooney film, that's for sure. Yeah, we didn't like Monuments, man. So <laughs> I, I think it's well, like awesome. George, I didn't say that, George. Say that again, Deirdre? Yeah, I, you know what? Oh, Spearhead, a documentary about it. Yeah, that's cool, too. No, I'd rather see a film. Yeah, a movie. Like a film, too. A movie can bring us into the moment. Documentary is sort of a of, of voyeur. Voyeur. A voyeur. 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 <laughs> also, too, we should tell everybody. You know like, what? It's, it's funny. Go ahead. It's funny how you talk about you know being gay and how society looks at you. I really feel like I I, I relate and um, um, relate to folks that have been outcasted or alienated to society. Uh, there's an organization that I wanted to talk about. You, you guys may have heard of. It. It's called NOAA, and I don't know their what, what the all the words would stand for. I can't pronounce it all. However, they deal with um, individuals who have uh, skin diseases or, or disorders, if you will. Uh, and so, one of the uh, one of the uh, large people that they uh, advocate for is people with albinism. And you might see on the internet how, if you like Google albinism, and they have attacked it. Um, attacked. I'm not going to use the word attack. They have. Yes, they did. They they have attacked. Um, producers and writers and, and um, directors for using people with albinism and making them as villains. And that's how I think Hollywood has kind of portrayed people with albinism. I think I mean, that's right. Totally against, you well, know, people, well, they did it totally to... They, people with albinism. They did it to gay people in the beginning. When we were shown in films, we were all in drag, murdering people and getting killed at the end. And every single gay person was punished. I mean, that horrible movie that was out years ago called The Victim, I mean, it showed gay people in a gay bar, like, licking their lips and lurching around, and we were like these disgusting creatures. And the man that was a bisexual that went into the gay bar was snarling his face, like, looking at us like we're disgusting. And then he gave in, and he had sex with the man, and he killed himself. You know, that's like such nonsense. I'm married to Jimmy Starr. We got married in New York. We're happy. It's wonderful. We're, li- we're clean living. We're nice people. Show it on film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, sure. I, you know think what? And, and, uh, I guess my message to Hollywood would be, you know, what they also do is like, okay, you have a guy with albinism such as Sir Major and there are other folks out there, not just me, but they would rather use professional actors. I'm a, I, would cons- I would consider myself as a professional actor now. They use other actors versus using folks with albinism to portray people with albinism. So right. let's say they might have Jimmy portray that he has albinism, put a bunch of white paint on him, 
uh, make his dyed hair white or platinum blonde, um, and he played a character with albinism. We Why have, do that when you have somebody who really lives live that life? You know, live uh, with albinism. I know? think that's um, the same with gay people. Like you know, straight people always portray gay people in the movies, and there's a million gay actors. Why don't we get to well, portray ourselves? Well, what it's about American thing? Indians years ago? When you saw a cowboy and Indian, they were all Jewish and they were tanned. Dressed up like Indians, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I think that you're gonna. I, I hear what you're saying, and I think you're absolutely correct with it. I also think you're gonna break all the stereotypes because you're coming in in, in the world in a great time. You're gonna be cast in all different kinds of roles, and I think that you're gonna break all the stereotypes uh, with a little time. Yeah. It won't happen overnight, um, but I think that you're gonna have such great success, and then you're gonna be the one who breaks all those stereotypes and, and, and actually opens the door for everybody. Well, also, thank you so much. And uh, we asked also, we only have a minute left to go, so I want to make sure everybody knows. Everybody follow Sir Major on Twitter. It's S-I-R-M-A-E-J-O-R. He's also on Instagram. He has great pictures. You can see all his fashion pictures and all the cool stuff he's doing. Um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We're in Florida for another, like, six days, but I'm going to call you when I get back and get your address, and we'll send you some cool stuff for you to, like, uh, go to some of your appearances in. And we want to thank you for coming on the show and wish you all the luck in the world with everything that you got going on because, dude, I think you are awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being Thank on. Thank you so much. And Thanks for having listen me. Up. My pleasure. When you get your Oscar, Thank you, sir. When you get your Oscar, come back and talk to us. Absolutely, dude. You're going to rock it. Of course. It. I want to come sit on a couch. Absolutely. Any it. way we can help you promote anything, you let me know. We'll have you come back. We want to thank you and have a great weekend and good luck with everything. And I want to... Thank right, my you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. And Bye. I also want to thank, thank our my guests. sweet friend, Fran Bazaar, for taking time out to come and sit here and tell us all about the Broadway uh, beautiful plays that they're putting out. Fran, thank you so much, Honey Bunch. You're welcome. Uh, and we want to thank Fran, and we want to thank everybody in the chat room, and we want to thank Deirdre. And Deirdre, is she still there? Thank you. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, oh. I just wanted to make sure you're still there, gorgeous. Yeah, and, 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 and Deirdre, Deirdre, don't leave dishes in the sink for me when I get home. Okay? What? <laughs> she's like that? No, she's not. Okay. Listen to him. He's just like what an likes to, he just likes to start problems. <laughs> I see that. So, Deirdre, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. We will see you, Fran. Thanks all so right, much. Have a great weekend. Chad, thank you so thank much. You, Chat Chad. room, we love all you guys. Mr. The Voice Critic, I'll email you back soon. I appreciate all your... Uh, recommendations and Carla and Ginger and Shane and everybody love you guys thanks so much see you next week bye bye yo I'm a Liverpool MC you can't trust me big up the girls inside the party let's get down to crazy Jimmy big up myself and known as Alfie the one and only the Turkish MC always love the clothes of Jimmy bitch punk yo what do I wanna be Jimmy Stark new celebrity we'll take you out to Jimmy Stars he'll dress you right you'll feel like a star Gums. 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 I need some nice gums. 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 Gums.